What's going on, guys? I want to thank TopNotchOdds.com. Uh, today, we're going to be talking a lot about how to win money in sports betting. And really, there's not an easier way for beginners or pros than just to have multiple outs. So shop around, do yourself a favor, and add more websites to your arsenal. And I highly recommend adding TopNotchOdds.com, one of the best online sports books. I know there's sports books popping up left and right now. Trust me, TopNotchOdds does a great job. You can get your money in very easy. Get your money out just as easy. They have uh, live support both over the phone and on computer and, and tons of bets. So whether you like to bet before the games or during games, Games, uh, not a better sports book online than topnotchodds.com. When you're signing up, put in promo code SHARPEDGE. That's going to get you up to a 200% deposit bonus that you can use over and over with really good rollovers, guys. So online, topnotchodds.com, promo code SHARPEDGE. What's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. On today's show, Concept Tuesday. Let's do it. This is The Sharp Angle, every day on your favorite podcast player. All right, you guys know how Tuesdays work, all conceptual things, taking a look at sports betting from different angles. And today we're going to talk about why you actually don't want to go 60% in betting sports. If you spend any time on Twitter, which I'm sure a lot of you guys do, uh, and you'll see all those you know guys who sell picks, the Twitter touts, uh, claiming 60%, 65%. And, and we'll talk on today's show that really when you do this for a living, you realize not only is that not really doable, you know, it's not really even probable to do, but it's not even desirable. So we'll talk about that on today's show. And for these games, we're going to stick for, for today's example, today's show, we're going to stick with minus 110 sports. Okay. So that means football, basketball, games where you get a spread and then you're betting minus 110 on every side. Uh, usually, I mean, it, that differs. Maybe it's 115, 120, but the idea is minus 110 over the long run. That's where you hear the break-even percentage of 52.38%, so on and so forth. And that's what a lot of uh, you guys like to bet, or, or sports like the NBA, college basketball, NFL, college football, so on and so forth. So, Obviously, winning percentages vary based on the type of sports you play. If you only bet favorites in the NHL, and your average game at the end of the year is maybe minus 150, that means you then have to go 60% just to break even. And then anything above that is profit, but that's that's difficult to do. So my point is, if you're betting all favorites, all underdogs, whatever it is, in different money line sports like baseball or hockey, your, your winning percentages are going to be different, which actually maybe for a different show, it's kind of hysterical when you know a lot of these... Twitter touts say that they're the same percentage in every sport. It's like they're right around 61% in every sport. It's like, well, really, that's not, you know, probable, A, and it's not desirable, B, because they're different sports. So you're going to want different percentages to be the most profitable, maximum profitable in every sport. But I digress. Today, we stick with minus 110 sports for these examples. So this isn't just a podcast today for new betters, right? Today's show is for... Everyone in the world of sports betting, bettors, pick sellers, anyone, because I believe the single biggest misconception in the world of sports betting is what a good winning percentage is. Now on Twitter, as I said, you're not going to get good information that this is not a good place for new people to spend their time who want to make money betting sports. And let's face it, the more popular sports betting gets in America, more and more people really won't know where to turn. So they'll go to 
Twitter because it's free, and they're going to get introduced to all these guys who sell picks, and again, sell picks, so that's not free, but there's going to be an overwhelming amount of information if you just go on any social media site and look for sports betting. And and Twitter is filled, 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 I should say riddled or polluted with touts or people who sell picks who say they go 60%, 65%. And you see it everywhere. It's actually like the norm these days. But here's the thing. Once you actually start betting sports for a living, and I want to clarify, selling picks and being a pro better are not the same thing. I've been in that industry. I've been outside that industry. I've seen all along, all sides of the slimy industry of selling sports picks, okay? It is not a good industry. There are a lot of scammers in there, a lot of people who are going to lie to you. And folks, we have no incentive. There, I'm, I'm actually, I, I'm not upset with any of these guys. It's not like any of them owe me money or they've done anything personally, personal to me. I just see what they're doing. And I just don't think it's right because, again, there are a lot of new people who these guys just prey on, okay? Who do, and, and frankly, if you're one of those listening or you know someone like that, it's very easy to fall into a trap. Oh, they're, they're winning 70% of their games. Look at their record in, in the month of February. These guys, I want to get involved. I want to start making money. And it's just not that easy. And again, when you start betting sports for a living and you start to see the, the actual numbers add up over the long run, you quickly realize that 60% is not only essentially impossible over the long run, but it's actually not even desirable. Why? Because again, over the long run, and that's the key here, going 55% is tremendously more profitable than going 60%. Now, let me explain. The reason pros say going 60% is unachievable is because pros need volume. And when you play the long-term game, you need lots and lots of data to start getting true numbers, right? I mean, if the blackjack tables at the MGM only dealt one deck per day, there could be weeks, if not months, of those casinos losing, operating in the red. You know why that doesn't happen? Volume. How, does the, how come the pit boss doesn't come over? When the blackjack table is down $10,000, right? How often does that happen? You're playing blackjack. They're getting killed in Vegas. You know, someone's taking a lot of the money from the table. How often does, does the, pit, the pit boss come over and shut the table down? Now, obviously, if they're counting cards, that's one thing, so on and so forth. But you know what I'm talking about. If one table's down any given night, the pit boss isn't going to freak out. Why? Because the odds, the edge, and the volume of the cards being dealt. They can make that ten grand back that night. Now, volume's important, like we just mentioned. But the edge like we also just mentioned, is, is, is equally as important that the casinos have. Now, that's the same razor-thin edge that we are operating with as betters. In blackjack, if you play perfect strategy, which hardly anyone does, but if you play perfect strategy, the house has a 0.5% house edge. 0.5%. Now, think about that. That is razor-thin. That's saying over the course of... A long time. You need lots and lots and lots of data to really see that play out. Half of a percent is, is very small if you think about what a percent means. But if you think about the long run, the long term of all the money being spent, that half a percent is very valuable. That's, that's huge. That's why they can build those massive casinos and, and keep upgrading, keep buying more and more and more and more because that half percent edge. Now, it's different edge in different games. I understand Craps has a little bit more of an edge for the house. Roulette has a, a very big house edge. But my point is that in sports betting, you're operating with actually a very, very similar edge to in blackjack. 
It's 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 about a half percent, maybe two percent. If you if if you find some games where the market's really off, in sports betting, you should be able to quantify the edge of every single individual bet bet you make. You should be able to say, I believe I have a X percent edge in this bet. You should do that for every game. And the books are usually not that off that much, okay? Most games are going to come down to a small error. I mean, a half point in football, point and a half maybe in football, 20 cents in hockey. The margins are thin, razor thin. So not only do you have to be able to identify what the edge is, you have to know how to identify which lines are wrong, which lines are right, and which lines are meant to entice, okay? So when you combine, let's get to the actual 60%, 55% argument here, okay? When you combine volume and edge, like we just talked about, you'll find that the marketplace has lots of opportunities to make money. And when you have access to a database and you can get large sums of information and go back and look over the last year, two years, five years, 10 years, and really any sport, especially like we said, the minus 110 sports, you see that there are so many more 55% opportunities, 56% games, 57% games, and so on and so forth, than there would be for 60% games. So when you go 60% over the course of a month, or even worse, a year, my reaction is always, as a pro better, really? Wow, you left a lot of money on the table. Because while more and more volume means more losses, there will even be more wins, hence the 55%, to greatly profit and start making a lot of money. So when you go 60% at the end of the year, that means you passed, if you know what you're doing and can identify these bets, that means you passed on every 55% game, 56% game, 57% game, 58% game, and 59% game the market had out there that was actually profitable in your favor. So you could have made, let's say you made hundred grand last year and you went 60%, you could have maybe made $250,000 if you actually bet the 55% games and squeezed the washcloth and found every edge that you could and had the volume. So that's the thing is whenever I hear that, it's, 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 it's funny because let's face it, a lot of these guys selling picks or maybe even a lot of these new bettors don't really understand what they're saying, what they're doing. And for people who know what they're saying, it's funny. It's, 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 it's laughable. These guys think that they're saying something good when they claim they're going 62%, but really that's not good. Again, more volume does mean more losses, but it also means that many more wins and you will be profitable. And when you examine the ROI, okay, the return on investment, you get close to you get closer to 55%, the more profitable you are. It's fascinating to actually realize and understand that when you look at a mass amount of data and you look at a large sum of data, the closer you get to 55, the more money you can make because there's so many more 55% opportunities out there than there are 60% opportunities. So it's really fascinating. And, and look, if I were someone who bought picks from these, quote, pros on Twitter and saw they were going something like 68% in a month, I would be furious. That is so much goddamn money left on the table. That is so many opportunities overlooked. So these guys can have a good percentage and buy and get you to buy more and more picks, not understanding that you're leaving so much money out there. Now, here's the important part, and this is really for the newbies who are buying picks out there. Most of these touts, most of these guys on Twitter will lie to you. As I said earlier, it's a very, very slimy industry, and I've seen it inside and out. And here's my guess, is that every person selling picks who listens to this podcast will inevitably say, 
Yeah, he's right. But me personally, no, 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 no. I go 60% with tons of volume. I've been killing it. (laughs) And to that I say, I'm sure you have. That's how all my conversations go. Every new person who contact, I get contacted all the time, whether it's my personal account or this show on Twitter, people wanted to, to work with me, people wanting picks, so on and so forth. And it's funny, I'll talk to a lot of different people and that's what everyone says. You know, oh, no, no, I understand what you're saying, but me, I am, I am going 65%. And I always just kind of chuckle inside and they go, sure you are, pal. And again, another message to those buying picks. Folks, making money in sports betting is a little bit about winning percentage. As we said earlier, that should vary sport to sport, but even so, it's just a little bit about winning percentage. It's a small piece of the puzzle. How is your money management? Are you betting intelligently and profitably? Are you hedging when you can guarantee a profit? Are you working the live markets? Being a successful sports better is a combination of all those things. It's about creating zero synthetic holds by using different markets and books. That's why we say add top-notch odds to your arsenal. It's going to help you save a cent here, a cent here. So creating zero synthetic hold by using different markets, different books, working the numbers by betting early and sometimes coming in on the other side, betting late. It's not about posting seven NBA games the day of the game <laughs> with one buy price and saying, hey, there you go, kids, go make some money. You can not make money that way. As a matter of fact, here's how finicky the market is and how razor thin the edges are. If I gave you guys every single pick, all the exact same games that I had, you couldn't even come close to profiting the money I do. Why? Because often, about 75% of the time, true lines are gone in a matter of minutes. The lines that pros make and the lines that touts give out their clients are virtually never the same line. And it's not just Twitter touts. We're talking shows on ESPN or Fox or whatever. Whenever you guys see anybody talking on TV about a line they're giving out, they're always giving out the bad lines. The good lines are gone in a matter of minutes. So it's the pros that, that, that again, make and shift these lines and the touts give out the bad lines and they're virtually never the same line. The These lines move drastically throughout the, the, the week, the day, whatever you're talking about. And when you add in live betting, hedging, it, it's essentially a lost cause. Now, here's the thing. We do give picks on this show for a couple reasons. One, they're free on this show. We don't charge anything for our picks. Two, you guys love them, and they're entertaining. I, you know, I, I, I never hear more than when we give picks out, especially quick picks on the weekend. You guys seem to hey, like picks, get in, get out. And, and I think it's an understood thing that we're giving out picks that we still like. We, we still think there's a little bit maybe of an edge here, edge there. But it should be known that a lot of the, unless you guys have a sports broker who is actively placing bets for you on the open, when these things just hit the marketplace, be doing this for fun. And, and, and that's what 99% of you guys are doing anyway, which you should have your working money, your bill money, your family money in one pocket. That's what Brett Musburger always used to say. Have your, your real money in one pocket and your sports betting money in the other, okay? And, and, and understand that, that, you know, it is entertainment. And some of you guys like to spend 20 bucks betting sports instead of going to the movies. I get that. But you want to spend it the right way. And, 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 what today's show was about going 60%, don't get sucked in to these guys who charge 25 a month, 30 a month, 100 a month to get their picks that are going 60% because A, they probably don't know what they're talking about if they're saying 60% anyway. And B, once you start buying picks, you now need to make that money up in the profit that you're betting in sports. Otherwise, it's not profitable. You're going to lose money buying picks because it's a razor-thin margin. 
So, you know, to sum everything up, you don't want to go 60%. It's much more profitable to go 55% because the volume is going to go way up. There's way more opportunities to hit 55, 56, 57, 58, and 59% bets. So you're passing on on all those. Anyone claiming 60% at the end of a year or a month, whatever, is A, full of shit, and B, if they did happen, if it does happen to be one of the few who are telling the truth, they don't realize how idiotic they sound to the people doing this for a living. Because going 60% is far less profitable than going 55%. Whenever I need a good laugh, I either go watch a funny show or I go on Twitter and check out all these guys claiming 65% and selling their picks, their formula, their system to the vulnerable mass public, just wanting to get rich watching the Lakers. You know, that's what a lot of, it comes down to it for a lot of guys. Oh, wow. There's envy. You know, there's fear of missing out. There's FOMO. Wow, look at these guys on Twitter. 68% over the last month in NBA. I'll pay 25 bucks and I'll go 68% over the month and I'll get rich. Guys, there are 60% vultures everywhere. Be careful. All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Sharp Angle. This is The Sharp Angle. Every day on your favorite podcast player.